When the Santa Anas blow, all bets are off. Anything can happen. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Rewatchables. This spring. I'm Miles. I'm Graham. Finding love can be complicated. I'm leaving in nine days. Losing yourself in it. I'm in love with you. Can be wonderful. From the director of Something's Gotta Give, The Holiday, on DVD and Blu-ray, March 13th. Welcome to the Rewatchables. I'm Juliette Libin. I'm joined by Amanda Dobbins. Hello. And making her Rewatchables debut, the one and only Carrie Simmons. Hi, everybody. Carrie, welcome. Thank you. We feel truly so honored. excited. This is my favorite movie of all time. Really of all time? A rom-com. Okay. I'm done. Harry Met Sally's right, right below. Sure. It, it you put this it. So you put the holiday above when Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Wow. It happened in 2006. Yes, it did. <laughs> okay. So what is it about the movie that you just love so much? I've always loved heartache and sure in love there's also sadness Mm -hmm. and this has both and and the happy ending always helps but I think it's the way it flows in the music the music just the music is very good every moment together you feel like you're you're sucked into like when Kate Winslet is in the newsroom and it gets really sad and you know, everybody's sure. like breaking down. You know, you could just see her breakdown about to happen. Mm-hmm. And the music makes that happen. Well, and the, the music is an essential part as Jack yeah. Black, Jack Black's character and Ed Burns' character are both movie score composers, <laughs> which I really enjoy. And we will discuss more. But I think that's intentional to your point. The music is very important. I mean, it's about 10 minutes into the movie where we get the first mention of Enrico. Mor- uh, yeah. Ennio Morricone, which Jack Black says with like a weird Italian accent. Um I love Nancy Myers movies. This is this is probably my favorite Nancy Myers movie. It's it's because of everything with it, but I I, I love them all. She's also done. Um, I mean, you know, as good as it gets. Uh, something's got to give. It's complicated. The Parent Trap. Uh, what else? Oh, Father of the Bride. She wrote, she wrote Father of the Bride. So she wrote and directed this. She has like twenty five writing credits and then seven movies she's written and directed. Oh, The Intern, which I also love. Um, I love the house. The, yeah, so, it's all of her houses. So Nancy right? Meyer's houses are just uh, iconic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I would say this is. We're going to talk about it. This is not my favorite Nancy Myers movie, which is just a way of saying that Nancy Myers is really important to me. And I have a, I just have an investment in a lot of her films. But the thing that I like about this Nancy Myers movie is that it's literally about the houses. They are honestly literally exchanging houses and the houses are their characters and are a major focus. And, you know, it's become kind of a running joke that that you watch Nancy Myers movies for like the kitchens. You right, know, yeah. by the way, it's not just the kitchens. She has... A, Amazing, amazing eye for detail throughout the home and often landscaping experience. Check out the landscaping and it's complicated, just FYI. But I I do like that this literalizes it. Yeah, I... I also, it's also funny because I think it's like two of the worst kitchens in in the Nancy Myers oeuvre. Well, we're going to have to talk about the decor. It's it's not great. We'll, we'll get into it. Uh, but this came out in 2006 in between Something's Gotta Give in 2003 and it's complicated in 2009. Um... And just an absolutely all-star cast. Just absolutely all-star. Cameron Doesn't Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black. Cameos from Ed Burns, Lindsay Lohan, James Franco, John Krasinski, Katherine Hahn, and Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Just an absolute... It's kind of, in that way, almost put Nancy Myers movies into a slightly different stratosphere. I feel like they became more star-studded with this movie. Mm-hmm. And since then, like, It's Complicated had Alec Baldwin, Meryl Streep, and Steve Martin. And John Krasinski. Yes. And then uh, the intern had Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro. I feel like she leveled up with the holiday. 
Yeah, it's a perfect storm of where movies are in this particular moment. Like, they're still making rom-coms in 2006. And most of them, I don't know. Carrie, what's your favorite era of romantic comedy? Do you have one? I don't know. I feel like I've probably, like, in the 90s. I think that, I don't want to speak for Juliet, but I think we agree that it's, like, from When Harry Met Sally through all of the Nora Ephron ones. Yeah. And... You know, your My Best Friend's Wedding gets thrown in, which actually Juliet hates, but I really like it I and I'm it. talking I right now. It. I like it. Well, but yeah. And then in like Cameron the, Diaz, live for it. When's Four Weddings and a Funeral? Oh, yes, 1994. 1994. Thank you. That is one of my favorites. Thank you. Justice for Four Weddings <laughs> and a Funeral. Do you know no <laughs> one else on oh the staff gosh. will do that rewatchable that with is, me? He is the best. I mean, okay. I mean, um, I said he because I meant I was thinking of Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Sure. <laughs> yes. Richard Curtis is the best, too. Yes. Agreed. Totally. And so all of that happens. And then, like, the 2000s when you get into the Kate Hudson era. Yeah. Or Sarah Jessica Parker era. With all respect to both of those actresses, like, not as great. And so this one comes through in 2006 and still can—they're still making those movies so they can get major actors, but— it's also in comparison so much better than everything that being is being released at the time. I think that's a good point. Like when you get to the 2000s, the formula is so familiar to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of like just offensive tropes in the sort of the early 2000s rom-coms. And actually when she was doing press for this movie, um, they went really hard on press in the UK, it seems like for the holiday and less so in the US. It's kind of weird. But and she did one interview with ComingSoon.net and they asked, uh, they asked Nancy Myers, which romantic com- with romantic comedies do you think that you can ever tamper with the conventions or do you know in the beginning when we meet the characters that you better have them walk away hand in hand in the end? And I thought this was a rude question, which she handled really wonderfully by saying, I like when they end up together, but there are some conventions in every genre, as you know. When you go to see James Bond, the James Bond movie, you are pretty sure he's going to be alive in the end. There are conventions to every genre it's just how well you do it you try not to leave a trail you try to be inventive with it and i think that is like a really condescending question to someone who's uh um bread and butter yeah the bread and butter is is rom-coms and the reason why she's so good at it is because she does have a really deft hand with mm-hmm. how she like reinvents it each time and everything and i thought that was a, a really it's good never point. obvious with her i feel well it's obvious but it's like such a cliche, but how they get to the end is really fun and yeah. pleasant and enjoyable and distinct. Like she has her own style it's that true. she weaves into the genre. And I, I just I think that like if you go back and you read a lot of the interviews, it's actually astonishing how many rude questions she gets like that that are just like, why rom-coms? Or like, what is it about Cameron Diaz? And and she's like, she's really pretty, but and you could just sort of tell, like, I think in this press tour, she was kind of sick of it. And she just sort of was like just kind of like taking names and and giving her answers. And uh, it's kind of funny. One thing I really like about this movie as well, and it isn't the idea of the the genre. And there, by the way, every genre has like a very set formula and you know what's going to happen. It's it's not just romantic comedies, of course. And then it's kind of, it's, and I, you had the template allows you to kind of go in different directions. And one of the things she does in the holidays, and I had forgotten this till I rewatched it. It's a lot about like how the movie industry works, especially between Jack Black's character and Kate Winslet's and the, the Arthur character who I love, who is just given a lot of speeches about like box office numbers and, you know, how it used to work in the old days. But it's interesting because it's like it's Nancy Myers working through a lot of those assumptions and all of the the kind of attitude that surfaces in those interviews, like in real time in the movies, It's in in the movie itself. It's pretty interesting. I, I counted nine movies are opening today. I remember when nine movies would open in a month. Now... A picture has to make a killing the first weekend or they're dead. This is supposed to be conducive to great work. Arthur. Yeah. I I think another thing about her that's cool is that, like, directors like Christopher Nolan and Quentin Tarantino 
are like often referenced for like working with the same group of actors over and over again. And she really does too. And I, I really like it. Like Lindsay Lohan and James Franco end up in this movie because Lindsay Lohan uh, and she worked together on The Parent Trap and she's like called in a favor to Lindsay Lohan. She was like, I'm on board. And then John Krasinski and is like a re- repeat Nancy Myers offender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just like, she cycles through a lot of the same people. And I, I, I always like that in a director, like when they have like the kind of like the rep that they work with. Who else does like with all of the stars in one movie this well? It's like, a, it's a good I question. feel like it's hard to make a cast that's this big because everyone was at the height of their careers during this, right? Totally. Yes. Yeah. And also, and usually they bomb when movies like this. Right. Come out. Or they do like the ensemble thing, like the he's just not that into you or the love actually, which we should talk about right. a little because I think it comes a few years before this movie. But it's like you can get everyone famous for like three scenes. Right. Right. And then they all like come together at the end. And this comes together at the end, but it's like two. Separate stories. Pretty fully baked. Yeah. Mostly as baked as you would in a rom-com, like mm-hmm. romantic plot lines and like four real characters. It does seem like basically there's two, two movies. movies. They're not yeah. like particularly connected outside of the houses. The themes aren't even like that deeply tied. It's kind of weird. And then the weirdest, the weirdest part is how the fake trailers and like the trailer voice mm-hmm. only appear in Cameron Winslet and in Cameron Diaz's um, story. Yes. I find that really odd. I do wonder, did she write two separate movies and then splice them together? Hmm. In in interviews, she made it seem like she did not do that. Well, sure. Did you listen to the director's commentary? No, I didn't. Did you? (laughs) I might have listened to it. No, I mean, she didn't didn't say that she did that. It just, it's, I was just curious if you listened because there were some little nuggets that maybe as we go along, I can like add. She was just telling us, telling you like where some of the homes were. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm, she didn't say anything about that, though. Like, Interesting. Please sprinkle in as much director's commentary as possible. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, should we get into the categories? Let's do it. Most rewatchable scene. I I would say there's quite a few options, and also many extended scenes. Uh, I think the most obvious nominee, which I know Amanda certainly hated, is the video store scene. <laughs> with, <laughs> with oh, I kind of didn't love that either, to be honest. With, uh, okay, so it's not rewatchable, but that's a scene where <laughs> it's probably Jack just, Black's signature scene in the movie, yeah. where he uh, and Kate Winslet are at Blockbuster. Um, it looks like it's somewhere on the west side. And that he's explaining uh, movies to her based on their scores, essentially. And then Dustin Hoffman is in uh, the same row as them. And, and he's, like, very that. annoyed by it. Uh-oh. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? I bet you didn't know. That was all written for the movie. It was a score, technically. I did know that one. Can't go anywhere. Oh, my God. Okay, this one. You have to check I think Because he brings up the yeah. graduate. Yeah. When, you, singing this when you said explaining the movie scores, <laughs> that just really glossed over my key objection, which is that he's singing them, but he's, he's not even yeah. singing them. He's like doing he's like, weird Jack like Black voice yeah. with yeah, like vowels annoying. that no other human has ever made before. Yeah. Remember how great it was? I, I'm going to wait to litigate I the find Jack it pretty Black annoying, that this. part. But. Okay. I was just thinking, like, if I were on that date or, like, not quite date yet, I would be just, like, like driven away. I'd be like, this is <laughs> yes. a no. Okay. This is an absolute pass. Right. <laughs> but it's, like, an iconic scene in the movie, nonetheless. Okay. Right. But I guess no one likes it. Um, Graham and Amanda, Jude Law, and Cameron Diaz's first morning after. So, Amanda, I, I just... Yeah, do... you know, listen, you don't have to worry about a thing here. Okay. 
Okay. I mean, it was great um, meeting you and everything. Uh, definitely. Also, for the record, your ex-boyfriend is, in my opinion, extremely mistaken about you. Uh, well, yeah, you were drunk. <laughs> Not that drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's mine. So, Sophie, I'm sorry I didn't mean to look. I'll call her back. I just think Cameron Diaz absolutely shines in that scene. She does. She's a little bit awkward, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, it lets her do the screwball thing, which is actually which is what she's good at. Yes, I found the pe- the 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 uh, cadence of their banter a little bit odd in that scene, though. I felt like she was always trying to like not be too into him and yes. act like she wasn't too into him. Well, and I feel like I've been in that position before. Sure, where like you've been attracted to someone, really like them, but you don't want them to know because then they might, you know, you give them too much, they might not like you or reject you. And I felt like that was her her role in this whole thing. Like, I know it was her not being, like, getting jolted and then having to, sure. you know, get back with the guy. Doesn't want to jump in. Right. Yeah. Some of the, the tension in that for me is that Cameron Diaz's power is actually in that very physical, kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, she's, like, an extraordinarily beautiful person who then is sort of silly in her humor. And when she's supposed to be playing like a very together control freak type type of person, they, I don't know. That's not what I associate with funny Cameron Diaz. So when they finally let her lo- let her let loose and be weird, yeah, then it's like feels slightly more natural. Sure, I I think I think also it's just so uncomfortable because Jude Law's so hot. Like it's yeah. just she's like she it's really, really, really. And I feel like in it's that really scene, <laughs> he comes. He's wearing his glasses, which pop up throughout the movie, yeah, and. It's just like greatest so, glasses ever, by the way. Greatest glasses I love ever. Them. He was kind of early to the plastic glasses trend too. In two thousand, they're filming this in two thousand five. Wasn't mm-hmm. a full on Warby Parker time yet. It's true. So shout out to them. Um, it's just like an elephant in the room when I'm watching. Is I'm, it an elephant in the room or is it just the text? Well, she she does <laughs> acknowledge it, which I appreciate. Okay. <laughs> but it's just sort of like how how is this real? Like how so? How is this guy? actually real i mean it's just yeah, an, an I, incredible ma- i like, really agree. act of magic because yeah. he's so handsome he comes out of so nowhere charming. knocks on her door in the middle of the night and all of a sudden you're having sex with this yeah. hot dad that you don't know <laughs> yeah. is a dad yeah she doesn't know yet but just like absolutely just overwhelming how mm-hmm. hot he is in the movie and a, dis- and a distraction in every scene he's in i think i think that one i particularly like because uh they're operating on different frequencies really like mm-hmm. she you do love awkwardness yeah yes. i do love awkwardness I, I i think i love a good story you know like yeah. that just so i thought i think it's a great scene um some other nominees the scene where she finally goes to jude law's or cameron diaz goes to jude law's house and she finds out that sophie and olivia are his daughters and not other women mm-hmm. That's um, a great one the daughters really shine through yeah. that one. They carry They are it. the cutest little... I mean, they couldn't have found two more beautiful little kids to I do know. that part. It really helps that they're British. It really does. Very Daddy, cute little British Daddy, accents. I know. That- I'd like some hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda, you know, if you wanted to sleep over, that would be all right. We could push our beds together. And also they... They call both of them out on things, which I, which kids really do, which I thought was like a, yeah. a true a true to life. They seem 
They seem a little bit too well adjusted for having their mother just have died a year ago. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, that's in my nitpick section. But I just want to say I have this scene written down as just Jude Law as a dad, which kind of sums up the appeal of that particular when he's just like doing the glasses the napkin and the face. napkin face, I love but the napkin still face. looks so hot. Yeah. And is just like so nice to his two daughters. I was just like, okay, this was crafted in a lab to appeal to a certain type of person, and that person's me. It, I think it's like to all women. I know. Yeah, it's sure. really, it's just like every single like primal signal that it can send is sending. I was like, this is incredible. And and he also has a really nice house. Even you see him like in his yeah. own environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's even it's even more overwhelming. You're like, holy shit, right. this guy. I, yeah. I can't believe it. Um, are any of the other scenes between Jack Black and Kate Winslet and Eli Wallach even worth mentioning? I um, like this scene when Kate Winslet, uh, Iris, sorry, Iris. I was like, what's Iris. her name? Iris picks up Arthur to go to the the WGA. The, the WGA. And then his little WGA. I just think it's sweet. It is it's very nice. Sweet. I like when she helps him in the pool when he's when yeah, they're yeah. learning how to walk. But that part of the movie. I like is, the dinner scene. Which one? With the, it's like all of his oh, old the Han- friends. Oh, the, Hanuk- the Hanukkah dinner? Yeah. Of course. Love, love a great Hanukkah meal. It was a great Hanukkah meal. I actually, I like that plot line. Perhaps more than other plot lines that Kate Winslet is a part of. <laughs> Definitely. So I'm defending, I'm defending that. But, but I, I had that the, the last scene on my list when he gives her the corsage. Forgive me. The last time I had a date, this this is what we did. It's beautiful. If it's corny, if it's gonna ruin your outfit, you don't have to wear it. I like corny. I'm looking for corny in my life. Yeah, and she's like a great guy. He's like, I know it's so fashioned. I do feel like that is like a real LA story too. You just like befriend your neighbor, and it's just Mm -hmm. like a sweet person of of any age or you know, like wherever they're from. It's just very sweet. But I don't know that just you can't you can't contend with Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, in my opinion. What about the scene when Cameron Diaz is driving to the town? Oh, and and she's like (laughs) so scared that she's gonna hit all the cars. (laughs) And then she, like, comes around that corner in the downtown and, like, just misses hitting Jude Law yeah. on the bike and pulls right in front of the little grocery store. And then she's drinking the wine. It is yeah. really, That's my favorite scene. Yeah, she is really funny. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I had Cameron Diaz, like, alone in the cottage when she's just, like, trying to figure yeah. out what to do and is swinging the wine and, yeah. like, can't sit and she's still. she's got her beanie hat on. Right, and, and it's, like, reading a book. laying in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Just solo, solo funny Cameron Diaz. I think as I was watching Cameron Diaz movies when they came out, I didn't appreciate her for being a great, like, comedian, mm-hmm. both physically and, and otherwise. But she really is, like, a great comedic actress. And I guess, I mean, it makes sense. If you look at her movies, The Mask, Something About Mary, My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah. I mean. Body this, comedy. Yeah. She is really, she, like, owns her height in a way that then, like, gives to her comedy. Right. She and also it, it wears through clothes so well. Yeah. I mean, it's just unfair that she can just wear those long coats and make them look good. Like, those, those would be, like, dragging on the floor to me. I know, but, like, she made the hideous yeah. coats look good. It was I don't know how she did that. Very, very 2005. <laughs> also yeah. very West Side of L.A. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right. They're definitely going to a type that I recognize now that I live here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> anyway. and, uh, <laughs> and I believe Nancy Myers was in Brentwood where um, her house is supposed to be, Amanda's yes. house. So it, it all makes sense. All right. So, Carrie, you're going with uh, Cameron Diaz driving. Yeah. Amanda? Jude Law is a dad. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going with Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, morning after. Okay, that's great. <laughs> so we all, we all agree it's, it's a Jude Law and Cameron Diaz movie. Um, next, what's age the best? So I think we have to just begin with talking about homeexchange.com. Yes! <laughs> the yes. Um, 
I think you can make the case for both best and worst, but I'm going best on this one. The concept of just living in someone else's home was not mainstream in 2006. No. Like maybe you would like rent for two weeks. Yeah. You know, that would happen. But that it's just a thing that people do on a whim, which the timeline in this movie is something I'd like to discuss later on. But is totally validated by the last yeah, five years. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, it is as seamless now as they made it seem. You just true, show true. up yeah. and you go in and you see what you find and you're either really excited or you're really bummed out. And you're like, fuck, I should have picked a hotel. But it really does age well. It does. <laughs> I, I was pretty impressed. Um, Los Angeles at Christmas, I oh. think. Truly underrated in, like, times to be in Los Angeles. An absolutely wonderful time here. Mm-hmm. And it looked great in the movie. It did. They did that justice. Isn't, like, I think people don't understand how quiet it gets and how it's, like— There's you- no traffic. But when you, she pulled on—this is going to be a nitpick for later, but when she pulled on to uh, Sunset off of the PCH— I know. —coming from the yeah. airport, um, you know, you just— you got that vibe yes. that no cars were around, and it was— True it was, like, happy, And they were playing, of course, Christmas music. Yeah. So, but— it is kind of nice that you like, get to wear a coat at night and feel chilly and then, like, be in the warm sun during the day and still listen to Christmas music. Mm-hmm. December, great time to visit Los Angeles. She made made a good choice. What else age the best? Celebrating the art of movie trailers? Yes. I feel like in 2006, we were still making the corny movie trailers with the voiceover <laughs> as evidenced in Cameron Diaz's trailer Storyline. work. But... This movie does show that there's an art to it. And now we spend all our time just talking about how great trailers are. And literally, The Ringer did a trailer bracket about the best trailers of the decade. This movie, in 2006, knew that trailers were important. There's also that great moment where she's watching the Lindsay Lohan one, I think. Yeah, it's the Lohan one where she was like, yep, that seems like a good movie. And mm-hmm. that's why they pay me the big bucks. And it's like, yeah, like you can do a lot of work through a good trailer to mask the fact that a movie sucks. Yes. And that I like that was sort of like the cynical side of the movie appreciation yeah. that comes through a lot. There's that funny line when she's, I think she's with Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski, John Krasinski. And she's like, now it looks like a hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> really Make funny. it red. It, well, it's re- it's a really good point. Yeah. It, it is like very invested in in the changing movie landscape and like at like the right moment probably. Mm-hmm. 2006. Yeah. Um I also thought like while while they're invested in musical scores, I did think the score was very lovely. Oh, that's that was mine. I was about to say like that's what aged the best yeah. because that Hans Zimmer, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of good scores. Obviously. He really does. But then they added in like the white stripes when she's like dancing on the bed and they had like I don't know. There was like a um, James Taylor, yeah. Merry Little Christmas. And I mean, every song, every Christmas song was right. kind of queued up perfectly. Yeah. They, they have the Phil Spector Christmas album and they do, there's a, well, I guess You Send Me, an Aretha Franklin cover of You Send Me, which is not Christmas music. It has, she has good taste in music as well as the score. I agree. I picked up Zoe from the train last night mm-hmm. and I, I had the music on mm-hmm. and I wanted to see if she knew what movie it was. And she did. She <laughs> All was right. Like, this is driving me crazy. What is this? What is this? And I'm like, come on, give it a second. And I like moved another, you know, soundtrack, like sure. Iris and whatever. And she was, she knew. That's so it's, funny. It's definitely a recognizable soundtrack. Yeah. And it sure. like conveys like a feeling that mm-hmm. is very Nancy Myers and very the holiday. I love it. What else? Jude Law's handsomeness. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I put that on my classic. list. It's classic. It's timeless. Un- it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's timeless. I also just think the way he dresses is very much timeless as well. It's just like, 
hot guy. It's also a hot yeah. British guy to me. Hot British I mean, guy. it's a his, hot Tweety British guy. It's yeah. really specific. And if every man we knew started wearing those blazers, I think we, it would be a problem. It's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it. It just like, won't happen here in LA. Like, there, you have no chance of being too attracted to anybody because they're That's not, really true. they all dress the <laughs> same. And it's, <laughs> it's at least worth considering moving to England over. <laughs> That's really true. Because you can up your probability of meeting a hot guy in a tweed jacket like yeah. 100 times over. Craig, are you taking notes? Not okay. Okay. In Boston, it, you can get it. Sure. Through Boston, yeah, New York. Sure. Yeah. Not, some professors, maybe, who yeah, are trying, some to, trying to go for a look like that. Harvard Square. But yep. I feel like most professors aren't actually hot, but whatever. Yeah. If they were, they'd be actors like Jude Law. It's true. <laughs> it's just, uh, it really is unreal. Like, when I think about this movie, which I really love, the first thing I think about is how hot he is in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's like, that's... I can't think of another movie that is like quite, except for maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is quite as defined by one person's hotness. I'm, I agree, 100%. It's just outrageous. I mean, when yeah. I was thinking about who, like, what made this movie, that's what it is. It's like, you, <laughs> like I look forward to seeing Jude Law, my yeah. my boyfriend, from oh my this God, movie. I agree. Julia, it's <laughs> fascinating to me, though. I, I understand that Jude Law is just objectively hotter than Hugh Grant. Like, I get that. I acknowledge that. There is room for both in the world and in my heart. But he is giving you the same kind of Tweety British appeal that Hugh Grant he is. is I like less dopey, though. Less, less yeah. like, he's, Hugh Grant's got a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, the like, edges are sanded off, Dorkiness. For sure. Also, I, I like a pretty person, like both yeah. men and How women. How dare yeah. you say that to Hugh Grant? I don't think <laughs> he's, he's pretty, beautiful. He's not pretty in the he's same pretty way, He's pretty handsome. He, he's like, for me. There, he kind of is Back then, beautiful. he was. Yeah. Now I look at him and I feel like Jude Law's mind of I've never never been interested in Hugh Grant. Okay. Just never did it for me. That's, you know, everyone agree to disagree. I don't know. You just ne- just never. I never believed it as like a true heart. Never believed him as a heartthrob. Okay, <laughs> Carrie. I'm really glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I thank you for being with Hugh me. Grant. Four weddings and a funeral. Hugh Grant was I'm, like the hottest I, I Hugh Grant's ever. Been. I think it really warped my brain. I think I saw that <laughs> at a too impressionable age. To be quite honest, <laughs> I feel like he has, his aloofness in four weddings and a funeral. I was well, just, I think that also warped my brain, Julia. Yeah. I wasn't but into that's a different it. podcast <laughs> for maybe a therapy session. <laughs> Um, well, I think we could. I think we could all agree. Jude Law definitely aged the mm-hmm. best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what aged the worst? I mean, the newspaper, the newspaper, blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also like the, all the D- the DVD collection, the radio store. Yeah. yeah, the Blackberries too. Although I will say, I really miss my BlackBerry. My favorite phone I ever had was my BlackBerry Curve in 2009. Just an incredible phone. Great for communications. Not good for the internet, but like, who who cares? Texting, email. It's can bring it back. I. I know. I, I couldn't I couldn't anymore, you know, so used to my iPhone, but I do love a good Blackberry. And it was kind of ahead of its time. I feel like Blackberry's peaked in 2008. 06 okay. was slightly early. I had some questions about how their phones worked internationally, though. Yeah, yeah. they did not seem concerned with international dialing rates. But like, especially, the, you know, the scene And then when, it was pretty bad, right? Yeah, yeah. when Kate yeah. Winslet is going between Cameron Diaz and Jude Law on the phone. And listen, these are all unbelievably wealthy people who have no concerns for finances, as right. evidenced by the fact they live in, like, perfect mansions and just fly off on a whim all the time. <laughs> but I did also have a thought about the international phone call plan. Me too. Yeah. I, w- I was confused about that. And that's something that now is seamless, but was certainly not 13 no. years ago. Um, I also think... Uh, one of the best moments was when Jack Black handed her a handed uh, Kate Winslet a frappuccino from a coffee bean tea leaf and said, "This is the best drink in town." Yeah, and when they're in the blockbuster, that was so so funny because 
I had never been to LA when this movie came out. And so I had only like read about Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf and Us because Mary Kate and Ashley went there all the time. And so it was, it's such like a hallmark of like 2003, 2004, like in the tabloids, but I had never actually experienced it. And just seeing it now was, was really funny it's to me. It's kind of sad because they're not around as much. They're, they've I'm, kind of pulled out of a lot of places, right? Out. Yeah. yeah. I think also like just those drinks, people are too health conscious now. You're yeah. not going to be like, I'm having in, in LA. Although the chocolate one is not that bad. Really? <laughs> the one that they had. And she's like, he wants two dollops of whipped yeah, cream yeah. for one. Yeah, that was that was a sweet touch, actually. That was when he asked it, about that. It was just showing how she doesn't care either. I love that about her character. Yeah, that she was like a little more less health conscious. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. There, that was actually in the Nancy Myers commentary. Oh, what'd she say? Because they said they when they zhuzhed up her house in in Cotswold, mm-hmm. um, that they made sure to put like lots of candy and things that you wouldn't see in a lot of women's homes out. To make it seem like she was more warm and oh, you cool. know less of a less caring about being a size two, sure. And yeah, and yeah. I mean she proved that when she moved to, went to LA with all the frumpy outfits she wore. <laughs> That's <but>. true. <laughs> I actually wish I for what's aged the best. I actually think the LA house has aged very well. I think that like is still a house that you would be happy to Beautiful live in. House. Yeah, it's in San Marino. It's by a famous. Uh, by this architect, Wallace Neff. It's like right by Pasadena, essentially. That's the exterior. Mm-hmm. When you see her throwing. Um, when Cameron Diaz is throwing or talking to Ed Burns when he's outside and she's on like the balcony, that's a, that's the exterior of that house. And it is like a really lovely classic uh, Spanish architecture LA home. I 100% agree with this. A dream LA home for me. Now may I talk about the decor in terms of what's sure. the worst. Sure. Why, they're literally, I, I honest to God, I don't think they're pine cones. I really think that they are dried artichokes, like spray painted in bowls around the exterior interior of Cameron Diaz's, I, I mean, Amanda's home. I didn't either until the rewatch. And I was like, the couches aren't what you want. They're, it's it's a little more, and maybe this is supposed to reflect the character. It's kind of like office hotel chic. Mm. She was more st- sterile. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But then there are actual artichokes in bowls in the, <laughs> in the home. And I don't know what that is, but that's not what I watch a Nancy Myers movie for. And yeah. I was really bad about that. It is kind of weird. It's, it's almost like a the kind of decor you'd find in a pier one, but you shouldn't have in your home. Yeah. It's like yeah, they're like this is what you could put up. here, but you but you don't have to. I also just felt like the inside was kind of other than that, like in some ways unremarkable. Like it had like a lot of built-ins, and then it like had a, which was like nice, but it, it didn't have like a distinct. It wasn't distinct rich feeling. enough. It no, wasn't yeah, like it, wasn't. it didn't have enough. Like it wasn't like luxurious. Yeah, it didn't. And like the house and it's complicated. Like feels so lived in and mm-hmm. like and uh, I love that house yeah I mean that house is absolutely that's my amazing dream house, I think. yeah, yeah that's it's a amazing one Carrie do they talk about it all on the director's commentary that it's a set that the interior yeah they, that built, they built all of it yeah like yeah. they were complaining that I think there was one scene when Kate Winslet was um you know the part where she comes into the house and she's so excited and then she goes and jumps on the bed yeah and I guess that was her idea to jump on the bed but they, it was that scene was supposed to end in the bathroom, which they apparently built. Oh god! And then they, they never, they used never, it. Used it. <laughs> and that's got to be a bummer, right? But, oh my god! The budget on this movie was eighty-five million dollars, yeah. by the way, which is like insane. That's to me. a lot. Of did, money. It, what did it make uh, worldwide? Two hundred million. Okay, so it made it back. It, it did like pretty well, not like gangbusters, but it did pretty well for a rom com yeah. in in '06. Um, I I just thought like in general, Cameron Diaz is like the spaces in her home just didn't really feel remarkable. The, yeah. the England house is so much more oh, memorable. So the staircase. Yeah, it's cute. I love like coming down the little staircase and you think you're going to hit your head. Like, I just like those cozy little places. And then there's like a fire, little mini fireplace. Yeah. And 
I don't know. It's very it, true. We are also three people living in LA. I know. Yeah. So like Longing for something cozy, <laughs> which is very true. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was funny how she was, uh, Cameron Diaz would like wear her um, like hat and mittens inside. I feel like that is also a very LA thing because yes. like no place is actually very well uh, heated. So you're always cold in it's the winter true. and she probably just like used to do that inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was It was pretty funny. In general, I think this movie aged well though. Can I, may I just nominate one? Can yeah. I throw a bomb in the middle of, of this course. podcast? <laughs> I just, Jack Black as a romantic interest is just not, that does not stand not for all. me in 2019. That's a great, that's a me great he transition. Was having a, like he was having a moment, maybe. I know like School of Rock was a thing. Yeah. You know, that he was a comedian. He was popular. It makes sense for like a softer, like a, you've got Jude Law and you've got Jack Black. You got something for everybody. But I, no, in 2019, I don't know what, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, this is a great transition into casting what ifs. Okay. Not a lot of casting what ifs for this movie because Nancy Myers insists that she wrote it with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz in mind and very early on um, cast Jack Black. And here's what she had to say about it. I thought he was someone I'd like to write a a part for and I'm aware he's not Clark Gable. He's not tall, dark, and handsome, but he's adorable. He's lovable. It's my way of saying this is the right kind of guy. This is what most guys look like if they're lucky. He's so adorable and why not? Everybody has a heart and deserves to fall in love and he should get a great girl. So I fixed him up with Kate Winslet. I think all of that is true. Yeah. Except why are you making him sing weird movie scores (laughs) in a blockbuster? And and make goofy faces. Yeah, and just the whole... Turn on. I like that this movie is about movies. Like, I'm a nerd. I think that's cool or whatever. But when he's just, like, wandering around singing random scores from, like, Driving Miss Daisy, like, no, thank you. No, it's not. That's elevating. There is... There is the everyman, and then there is just lowering standards. Okay? (laughs) I I think that he probably wasn't coming off of Tenacious D in School of Rock. It maybe be a little bit different. I feel like his persona at the time was just a guy who sings in movies. Yeah. And that like has to be that like, sounds like the worst thing that's ever been said. <laughs> it's I, a little overacting though. Like totally. with him. Like he has he's an, that, he's like, annoying. He's kind of annoying. Like I I I'd be friends with him. I just wouldn't ever want to kiss him. Like I wouldn't I just <laughs> don't see that connection. There was one point in my rewatch <laughs> where I was rooting for Kate Winslet to get together with Arthur because oh. I'm just like, this is an interesting person who's lived a life and who respects you and who gets you a corsage and who isn't like the other thing about this character is that he's in like thinks he's in a relationship with some dumb actress for the whole time. Yeah. And he only realizes that Kate Winslet is the person for him, like with a f- five minutes to go in the movie. Yeah. That's not what Kate Winslet or anyone deserves. We true. she needs better than that. It is true. Yeah. Although I like that actress. She was in um 40 Days and 40 Shannon Nights. Shannon Sossman. Yeah. yeah. No disrespect to her. Yeah. She's just playing a part. Sure. Okay. Um I've said my piece. I agree, I agree with you, but I think that's the point. That's okay. that's that's how she wanted it. All right, she does it? It might not track, but I think that was the intention. Okay, I mean, right? Yeah, no, I think that that's true. That's, so you know, that's 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 where the movie kind of hits the hits the wall for me. Well, the, the Cameron Diaz movie is way better than the Kate Winslet movie. But you don't feel that Kate Winslet like it makes you like her more. Like I've already invested in her, and now she like you can tell that she has a thing for Jack Black. And the sometimes when a very pretty, beautiful girl that's smart and funny likes a guy that kind of seems like he has no business dating her. I like them more. Yeah. Like that that, like that it's a bought real me in a little more. Yeah. And, and like, it was like for, it's for 
love. It's for real. Like she, sure. I think that's really true. And let me be clear that my objection to Jack Black is not in any way what Jack Black looks like, or even that you would date a funny guy. But this character is really annoying, and they don't have any chemistry. They seem like nice friends. Yeah, they seem like people. Like she has made some friends in LA, and that's nice for this character. Who I I actually think Kate Winslet is very good in this. She is very good. Um, she's a great. She makes the acting seems easy. Yeah, she does. But then it's basically like this character is supposed to settle for the friend. No, she deserves more. Totally. That's 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 my objection. But I agree. Like, I agree like with nice. that. I, I don't agree know. That, I, I support it. Okay. I just I think st- he's a I still Stop think they could have recast him. Yeah. And put, I had a whole idea of who I thought could have been there. Let's go. I thought maybe Matt Dillon mm. because he had just come. I think it wasn't. I haven't thought about Matt Dillon in quite some I know, time. And I, I, he's, he's very good looking. Yeah. And he was slightly older at this stage. Sure. Right. And he's funny. He was funny in something about Mary. I feel like he's I, always I, a jerk, though. I know, but I feel like it's his chance to not be a jerk. He like needs he, a rom-com. You know like, what movie like I loved Jude him Law. in is Beautiful Girls. Yeah, great movie. Right? Like he And he could have been that character a little bit, but with, I don't know. I, the only thing I might not have bought in was him playing piano. Because he doesn't seem doesn't I look feel musical like, to me. I, I feel know. like Jason Segel would be perfect if you were to remake this oh. movie right now. Oh. Also, like, another guy that's probably not good enough, good looking enough. So. I, I have a, I well, maybe a soft when he's spot thinner. for him. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Jason Segel, and also sings and likes to like yeah. be dramatic. Yeah, I feel You're like right. he actually would have been a really good. And knocked fit. up, I liked. That's he was a knocked up. Yeah, right? and yeah. and forgetting yeah. Sarah Marshall. Okay, that's what it was. Like that Sarah character would totally fit in okay. this movie. Yeah, yeah I'd accept yeah. it. I I don't know. I just I love Jason Segel though. So okay, per- personal pet pro- uh, pet interest. Um, like I said, there's just not a lot of casting winners for this. Like every every interview is like insisting that she had it with those two in mind, mm-hmm. the two women, and that Jula then then she like wanted to write a character for someone like Jack Black. And um Jude Law, like she said they had to like change some change some things for him. And the way that both Cameron Diaz and Nancy Myers talk about Jude Law taking on this role, it's just sort of like the subtext is can Jude Law play a good guy? <laughs> like <laughs> there's like a lot of questions about can he be appealing and endearing, which is which is pretty funny. And I will also say I think real life Jude Law is does not seem like a particularly wonderful human to me. Mm-mm. But I don't have don't have a lot to base that on except for um hit the tabloid stories about his various relationships. I once saw him at the Hollywood Arc Light just huh. uh, rakishly leaning over the counter, uh having a very engaged, enthusiastic conversation with the staff of the Arc Light about how the assigned seating worked. Oh, Ooh, incredible. Like and angry so, or no, no, he no, was good. just like, This is so I can choose any seat. Okay. You know, and his what like year by was the way, this, this yeah. was like a year and a half ago. So I has definitely he not been to the movies in a few years. I maybe he <laughs> yeah. doesn't go to the Arc Light, but and uh, like his pant crop I just want to let you know was like five inches above the ankle oh, no. Super Euro. it was great you he was sure? like, I don't he know very I like that. He, it was it's a turn off he, he was being, agreed sorry Craig yeah <laughs> <laughs> Craig is also wearing crop pants. Craig, you've got a little Jude Law on you. It's going well. <laughs> Great, thanks. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. So that make you like him more or oh, less? Oh, so much. I was just like, wow, I want to be a part of this. Because he, he was just, he was there to experience cinema and yeah. connect with people and was so excited that you could have assigned seats and really confidently rocking that crop. Incredible. Showing that ankle. So I'm going to, I I, I mean, it was Jude like Law. kind well, of that talented he, Mr. Ripley book. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> has he ever not had a confident day in his life? Like, probably not. Probably not. Oh, that's great. It's just like how he lives his life. Was he married to Sienna Miller? Yeah, well, he would cheat years on ago. her. Yeah, yeah they, never, they never got married. Because, oh, they, okay, they were dating. Because of the, the scandal, yeah. 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 And I think he has like six kids now with like four different women. Oh, geez. But I think he recently remarried. Yeah. Yeah, and they had like a tasteful, age-appropriate wedding. 
that I read about in the Daily Mail. For whose age? His yeah. or her? Um, both, I think. Okay. Yeah. She's younger, though. Isn't she like 26? Yeah. No, I think she's in no. her 30s. I think she's in no. her 30s. Can, why? What is going on? 26? We just spent the whole podcast talking about how great you lie. All right, let's not, let's I not know rip how, him apart now. I how hot he is. Okay. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't think he's great. I just think he's extremely okay. hot. Yeah. That's fair. Can I say one thing about the casting what ifs before sure. we go? Which is just the fact that Nancy Myers was just like, I will write a script for Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, and Jack Black and I will get them, and I don't even have to worry about not getting them, is, like, that says a lot about her and her power and her authority, and, like, not many directors at all get to do that, let alone women directors. So shout out Nancy Myers. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to say. Or she's really good at controlling the narrative around her movie. Either way. Yeah. Either way. Good job. Yeah. Because I was like, she really won't let anyone else answer this question otherwise, which I thought was kind of interesting, too. Like, there's like, because she didn't say she wrote it for Jack Black and Jude Law, Mm -hmm. which like wouldn't let any other names into the conversation. But I thought it was pretty fascinating, too. Um, All right. We're going to move on to the Dion Waiters Award. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. The Google Assistant is ready to help you get more done with just your voice in the car, at home, and everywhere you take your phone. When you're driving and want to listen to your favorite Ringer podcast hands free, just say... Hey, Google, play the latest episode of The Watch podcast. Sure. Here's the latest episode of The Watch. Confusion about what? The morning show and Apple TV. Hey, Google, pause the podcast. A little help hands-free. Just say, hey, Google, to get started. All right. There's so many choices for the Dion Waiters Award. So many people doing a lot in very little screen time. We've got Lindsay Lohan, James Franco, Catherine Hahn, John Krasinski, Dustin Hoffman, should we put Eli Wallach in here? I was going to say, is Eli, Eli Wallach available? Just, isn't he more like in the his, movie? I feel like his role is too big. That's, yeah. But, I, but you know, maybe not. He, he's not on the movie poster. I feel like if you're not on the movie what poster. What friend at the, in the, what was, I don't know who she was, but her friend in the newsroom. I oh, kind of liked her. the woman who's just like, you need to yeah. get on. No one is friends with their ex who cheats <laughs> yeah. on them, which yeah. is like yeah. some point. extreme yeah. real talk. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know, know who that was. Uh, I don't know who it is either. Is Ed Burns on the list? Oh, I forgot about Ed Burns. Yeah. Is, he, is he? That's Cameron Diaz. I, guess he I would say he wins it. Yeah, I love Ed Burns. Yeah. I'm it, going with Eli Wallach. I just, I think he's so great in this he movie. He is great. He's wonderful. And there are four stars of this movie. Everyone Wait, Dion Waiters is what? Um, like great the, question. Person who comes heat in check? for, is yeah, that heat it? check. Comes yeah. in for like a short amount of time and and just like but Eli, goes off. But he's in it a lot. Like, um, sort of. Yeah. Kate okay. Winslet has like three men in her life because she has Rufus Sewell, who is the ex. Jasper. Which, Jasper. I mean, I don't even know what Waste to Waste of time. I have, yeah. I have some nitpicks. And then she's got Arthur, and then she's also got Jack Black. So they're all doing... But Jack Black is billed as the star. Right. Mm-hmm. And... Eli Wallach is not on the poster. So that's my new definition for whether someone is eligible for Dion Waiters. (laughs) Is there not on the poster? I think it's valid. I mean, he is obviously not like the focal point of the movie, but he does contribute so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think I probably would. I I think I'm just going to have to go with, I don't know, it's hard. I mean, also, like, does does Dustin Hoffman even count? I mean, he comes in for five seconds. Sure. (laughs) I I mean, it's hard because these people are in it for so short, but. I don't know. I kind of enjoy the low hand appearance. I just also have a soft spot for her. Okay. I'm going low hand. Carrie? I just love Catherine Hahn. Yeah. So her her character's name is Bristol. Incredible. And I just... <laughs> I, what, that is such an L.A. name. It's yeah. perfect. But I I just... Now I see her in all this other stuff. And I'm like, God, that was such a small part for yeah. her back then. Um, but I just liked her her vibe. 
So I, I, I go for her. All right. That's great. Great. There, I mean, there's a lot of worthy candidates in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. A lot of great uh, small small roles for, for fa- extremely famous people. Um, Apex Mountain. This is really just a contentious conversation, I think. We, oh have, to, we have to go through all four stars. So, and also Nancy Myers. And I Nancy assume. Myers, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, Cameron Diaz. Is this her Apex Mountain? Do we also do we need to define Apex yeah, Mountain? Let's do yeah, because it you know this gets argued every single time. Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. Apex Mountain is when someone has the most objective power in their career. Not like if it's your personal favorite, but if it's the peak of their career, like just like the absolute best they're gonna do. Both like given the context of the movie and the movie itself. So with all that in mind, let's go through the four stars and Nancy Myers. First up. Cameron Diaz. So it's 2006. I would say this is the very beginning of the slowing down of Cameron Diaz. I agree with that. I was going to say, no, it's not the Apex career. I would put that somewhere between... Honestly, this is so weird. Is it Charlie's Angels? It's like somewhere (laughs) between... There's something about Mary and then Charlie's Angels. Because after Charlie's Angels, she does Shrek. She does Vanilla Sky. She does... Gangs of New York, which doesn't turn out well, but, you know, she's Love in a Scorsese movie. movie. Um, yeah, I, I think it's earlier. Yeah, I think so, too. Because by 2006... Was it something about Mary? It was was earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess that could be because it's, like, when she becomes That's when a she thing. becomes a thing, yeah. And for, like, her future potential is highest at that moment, probably. And that was in 98, so we're eight years past peak Cameron Diaz. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I think she hits, like, a really high plateau from basically... It's something about, something about Mary through Shrek in 2001. Yeah. And then from there, she very slowly sort of begins to like, now she says she's retired from acting. And that, I think it begins essentially with this movie where she really slows down. And in fact, during the press tour for this movie, she talks about how she had gone like movie to movie to movie without stopping for a long time. And she had reached a point where she just like didn't want to do that anymore. And you want to know what? Shout out to her. She stopped doing it. Yeah. So Cameron Diaz, firm no. Next, Jack Black. I think this is Jack Black's Apex Mountain. Wow. It comes right after. Hmm. I think this is like the time where he's the absolute is- peak. <laughs> I, I do. I, I no, really I do. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the idea of this actually being the best it gets for Jack Black. I think it does because in this, it's coming in the same range. So School of Rock was 2003. And then after that, he has King Kong, which is like, also didn't go great, but was like a big splashy movie because people thought he could carry one. He has Tenacious D sprinkled in there. Um, and then he goes to the holiday. And I, I I don't think it's been as good for him since. He's done a lot of voice acting work since, but I think he becomes like an actor that's like more oriented towards like stuff his kids can enjoy. Mm. But I, I do think that Jack Black really peters off after this movie. All the Goosebump movies. I would, didn't even know about that. Yeah, no, that's those are his. I would still argue that his apex is School of Rock. That's okay. when he's in the consciousness. That also like sets him up for this sort sure. of thing. I think. I guess what I'm learning is that my definition of Apex Mountain is the person's like best or most popular movie, unless they have several of those. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Jack Black really just has School of Rock. I mean, he has other things, obviously, but that is that's the one thing that you associate with him. That's I true. I don't know. No, it's true. I agree. And also that obviously went on to be a musical. Like School of Rock has so much like equity. But I think if you put like that run from 03 to 06, 02 to 06 together, that's like peak Jack Black. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Next, Kate Winslet. I mean, obviously. I That's a really hard one to evaluate because she's had so many, so many like 
peaks, essentially. I don't think anyone thinks the holiday is her best work. However, she is very good in it, as yeah. you said. Titanic, no? Or is... I just think that catapults her to to new level. Yeah. Is that her apex, though? I don't. I don't know. And then for Apex Mountain, even though she won for a terrible movie, yeah, she did win an Oscar for in two thousand and eight, which is after this. So, but like objectively, winning an Oscar is a pretty big deal in terms of being. What are you calling a terrible career. movie? The Reader. Oh, I don't even know that movie. I think <laughs> I, I have seen The Reader. <laughs> And it's set during World War II, and I believe that she plays a Nazi who teaches a young I was boy to oh, read. Sounds yeah. awful. And then, uh, isn't there like some weird like sexual stuff in it too? Yeah, and then I do believe they have an affair. Yeah, it's like it's okay. like it's not she some. Knows, she she yeah. always gets the she's a, she's very willing to do nudity, as we all yeah. know. About yeah, Kate she's good at that. Yes, and I just think that she is really kind of unparalleled. She, I think she does make acting seem very easy. Like she I said does. before, and she's like. She seems like a fun hang. She probably is not a fun hang, but I think she she plays fun hang well. Like in Titanic. Like yeah. Rose seems fun when she loosens up, when she goes dancing downstairs. Yeah. Remember that she married uh, Richard Branson's Ned nephew? Ned Rock and Rolla. Ned Rock, a man named Ned Rock and Rolla, and they named their, named their son Bear. And then she was asked whether his name would be Bear Rock and Rolla, and she was very affably like, "No, I'm not insane. His name is Bear Winslet." <laughs> you know what? That's great. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so good. I also um, I love an actress who uh, acknowledges like their on-screen husband with their actual husband in the same breath is just very complicated. But when she was always like the two men in my life, Sam Mendes and Leonardo DiCaprio. That was really, really it complicated. Was, it was a rough stretch that I thoroughly enjoyed. I, yeah. I think the two men in my life is my favorite Kate, Kate Winslet in May and, and did align <laughs> with the reader, I believe. Yeah, I think that's true. That was really tough. I forgot about that. So funny. Neither so where is her apex mountain? I think it's around the time she won an Oscar in like okay. the middle of the odds. Even though that movie's pretty bad, yeah. She but, also had Revolutionary but, Road that year. That's I true. Liked with that Leo. Movie. Yeah. That was that's good. the same year. And she is like working up to that at this moment. So, yeah, so this she's is, on, it's on, she's the, on the rise. Yeah. She's, it's on the rise. Um, okay, next, Jude Law. I, a lot of conversation about Jude Law's Apex Mountain and what that means. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think career is it his acting or we've already talked about exterior. his apex of, like, of hotness, which yes. is, is his apex of hotness is certainly this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. No I, disrespect to Dickie Greenleaf. Yeah, I was I wanted to save this conversation with you. Apex of hotness, I kinda have to go with talented Mr. Ripley. My man's just in a rowboat in Italy wearing linens <laughs> and he's rich. <laughs> and he's rich and like handsome movie. and sings yeah. like sings hey, a man. Yeah, he's very into jazz. Yeah. I love dad. I love dad Graham. Simpkins or whatever his name is I, in this movie. I think he's really, really attractive. In I mean, it, it's for splitting sure. hairs. He's obviously really hot and talented, Mr. Ripley as well. I would say Mr. Ripley is his apex mountain though. Yeah. Because it just was went downhill from there. It was a yeah. gradual decline, but nothing was as good. I don't or know as anything he did. I just was looking at IMDb and his, he did Closer. Closer which, was one of his other, like, probably one of his most notable movies. He's yeah. in a bunch of good movies, but he's not he never Not really carries things. one. I mean, he's in Cold Mountain, which was really like well received. He was in I Heart Huckabees, but he's like he can't carry a movie. Like I guess his biggest like solo movie is Alfie, and like that was not a hit. Mm-mm. No, that was part of the that was right during all this Sienna Miller scandal. Yeah. And I I think kind of he has talented Mr. Ripley, and I believe he gets nominated for an Oscar for talented Mr. Ripley, and then all of kind of the the cool project that he's doing to try to spend his capital also are happening at the same time as he's um. 
indulging in a personal life that the tabloids are covering because the British tabloids are really intense. There's like a... I think it sounds Mr. Ribley, but there is an argument that right now Jude Law is sort of in his apex mountain because he can do whatever he wants. He's in the Young Pope, which is that HBO Still? show that all the kids love. Yeah. yeah, I think they're doing a kids it, love it. Well, I don't know whether he's in the second season. I think yeah. by kids she means like twenty five year olds. Okay. Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe maybe your children will love the Young Pope. They are sophisticated. They have you know maybe yeah. older taste. Um, but do you love it, Craig? I actually didn't. Yeah. Okay, yes, there we go. So there it is. And then he's in, he has like the Harry Potter spinoff. That's true. And he's in like the weird Marvel movies. And then he's doing all of, he does all these indie movies on the side where it just pops up to be like Jude Law and have sort of a fun supporting role for a while. It seems like he's living well as evidenced by his late movie career and also the time I saw him at the Arclight. Um, <laughs> but in terms of actual power, it is probably talented Mr. Ripley. I agree. And also Hotness, Talented Miss Ripley. That's a really important movie. It's a great, I mean, it's just an incredible movie. Yeah, great really movie, is. incredible talent. Has that one been done yet? Not yet. Oh, you yeah. have to do that. It's Because it's 20 years in December, I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. it was 20 years ago. It's a great, 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 great movie. Yeah, I watch it every time it's, it's on. Me too. It's it's so expertly done. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is Jude Law being Dickie Greenleaf in mm-hmm. it. Uh, Nancy Myers, is this her apex mountain? Mm, no. What is her apex mountain? That's a great question. It's not something's got to give. It might be that because I In think 03. that's the one is both like a critical breakthrough and she gets Keaton and Jack Nicholson and Keanu Reeves. Kind of. And Keanu had kind of been in the wilderness for a little while. Yeah. And I he, know it's not coming home. No. <laughs> oh, no. That's her daughter's movie, isn't it? Oh, it, it, no. I it, thought she did it. No, her, she oh, produced home it. Again, home, home again. Home again. Home again. Yeah, she produced it. It's her, her daughter's, daughter's movie. Her daughter made that. it. It's oh, absolute, sorry. Absolutely horrible movie. I got to yeah. say, I had a fantastic time watching it. I enjoyed watching it, but I I still, I just didn't think yeah. it was that. I think well, it's, I think it's probably that's probably right. It was something the houses again, right? Because it's the houses. It's like the best yeah. cast. The, it's very good, and it's like 2003 when the movies still make money and yeah. like people still went to see like studio comedies in the theater and then from there I I really love both It's Complicated and The Intern Me but too. you know they just aren't their as impact m- is less yeah yeah I, I think I agree with that also something's gotta give um Amanda Peet's in it as well. Oh, that's right. Frances McDormand is in it yeah. for a minute. Yeah. It's also a really good cast. I mean uh, John Favreau's in it. Like it's a it's a really good movie. So yeah. I watched that one a lot too. Um, so the only person we could potentially say it's her apex mountain and probably not even is Jack Black and yet all this star power incredible (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay moving on the Joey Pants Award for that guy I mean I I just want to say I'm giving this to Dustin Hoffman okay it's the great guy it's the greatest that guy of all time (laughs) it's like a (laughs) it's using the the, it's sort of like a reverse that guy but it's pretty good Um, let's jump to half-ass internet research because I learned doing some half-ass internet research that they were filming this movie at a blockbuster and Dustin Hoffman was like walking down the street saw a movie shoot happening went over to it is friends with Nancy Myers and they just put him in the scene I don't think I made it to that part of the director's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Apparently, that's just like how it happened. And it was just really quick. I think it happened in Larchmont, too, because there's a coffee bean and tea leaf right next door. Oh, interesting. Or there was. Not anymore. But huh. back when this movie was made. Huh. Yeah. That's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always obsessed with trying to figure out where they're filming things. A lot of this stuff seemed like it was. I know the one one thing they filmed, the scene when they were in the um, 
that beautiful chateau where they were eating lunch. Mm -hmm. It was in the Greystone Mansion. The interior of the Greystone Mansion and the exterior was like a home. Oh, interesting. Um, We alluded to this, but they built... So the house that uh, Kate Winslet's character has in England, that was completely built in a field in England for the shoot, basically the exteriors and everything like that. And that was also in Surrey. Um, And then a lot of sound sound stage action for the interiors of the homes. But... Building the exterior is like in a it's field. A big deal. That's, I, now I know where a lot of that eighty-five million. And that house was to. like made of brick, and it just feels yeah, like it would take yeah. it a long time to do. Yeah, totally. And then uh, apparently it snowed during the shoot, which is actually uh, rare, but you know, a- added to the vibe, which is which is wonderful. Um, and as we mentioned, the exterior of Cameron Diaz's house is near the Huntington Gardens in San Marino, which is right near Pasadena. Beautiful. Yeah, um, so pretty. I couldn't verify this, so this is truly half-assed internet research, but Iris is the, is, uh, the name of Kate Winslet's character, also the name of one of Jude Law's daughters. And that's either a funny coincidence or one website suggested that uh, the character was named for his daughter, but I actually I couldn't confirm it, so who knows? Okay. Could be hmm. incorrect. Nice name. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Iris and Graham, those go together. I believe that Iris and Graham are siblings. Totally. Great stuff. Today's episode is also brought to you by Luminary, a podcast subscription service with some of the best content around. I'm excited about Luminary because it's the only place I can listen to The Ringer's amazing new podcast, Sonic Boom, How Seattle Lost Its Team, hosted by our very own Jordan Ritter-Khan. If you're a fan of sports, great investigative journalism, or both, this is definitely a podcast you can't miss. Sonic Boom tells the story of basketball and politics, wealth and power. Hear from NBA legends, politicians, diehard fans, and business executives. Sonic Boom unearthed never-before-heard truths about the NBA's greatest heist. Along with Sonic Boom, Luminary offers more than 40 podcasts you can't find anywhere else, including two more from The Ringer. There's Breaks Up, the story of Woodstock 1999, and the spinoff of this show, The Rewatchables 1999, covering movies from that year. The Luminary app is free to download and gives you access to way more than just your own content. You can use it to listen to thousands of other shows, including this one. Get your first two months of access to Luminary's premium content for free when you sign up at luminary.link slash rewatch. After that, it's only $7.99 per month. That's luminary.link slash rewatch for two months of free access. Once again, luminary.link slash rewatch, and you can cancel any time. Terms apply. I skipped the Linda Partridge they knew overacting. I think we all agree it's Jack Black. Yes. Yes. Well, all right. One part where Cameron Diaz kind of bugged me was her esophageal. What is it called? Oh, yeah. Esophageal. What is the word? Yeah, esophageal? Yeah. The, her she, esophageal spasms. She, she was says like, esophagus oh, oh. with a soft G. And I yeah. was like, is that how you say esophagus it? Because I've been saying it wrong for 35 I, years. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. And then her ability not to cry. Like her trying to cry. I don't know. That was a little overacting she, for me, but there I know were some was... moments where we were just like, calm down. We get yeah. it. Like yeah. you've got emotional issues. <laughs> like we get it. I I agree. She got like a, a little annoying at times. I found this scene between her and Ed Burns when they're fighting at the beginning is like maybe it should be a shared award, shared winner for this mm-hmm. award. That whole thing where they're just yelling at each other and you never, you don't believe anything of what's happening and that either of them care. Yeah. And they're just kind of shrieking. And then she does, as you mentioned, the esophageal whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you're the only woman on the face of the earth who breaks up with her boyfriend and doesn't even shed a tear. I mean, that's kind of mean something, right? Why does it bug you so much that I can't cry? Oh. Esophageal spasm. God, it's a big one. No, it's okay. 
I'll be all right. I know, I know. I'm, I'm thinking about me. Ethan. Definitely oh. always were reminded that she was acting. You weren't like, oh, yeah. she just slipped into this part or whatever. Right. It just very, very much felt like she was acting. But maybe also part of that is because she's like supposed to be out of her element in, in England. I don't know. Just trying to be kind. Yeah. Who knows? Um, recasting couch. So I nominate Jason Siegel for, okay. for uh, the Miles role. I think you swayed me. Thank you. Yeah. I tried. Because um, he did that whole, like, what was yeah, the, the, the weird the vampire? Dracula, the yeah, vampire the Dracula opera. <laughs> yeah, now, that, now I, I, I can buy it. Um, what about Amelia Clark as Iris? Yeah, she would be fantastic. That's my best. That's my best suggestion. Daenerys Targaryen. Could Kate Hudson have been Cameron Diaz? Mm. Yes. It's good. Contemporaneously accurate. And also she has the she has both the LA-ness mm-hmm. and also the rom-com chops. Yeah. Right. She might even be slightly better at the emotional aspects of it. Because let's be real, this movie's pretty sappy. <laughs> and I feel like that's the pro- Cameron Diaz like gets a little yeah. uncomfortable with the sappiness. And I know her character is supposed to be uncomfortable with the sappiness, yeah. but the giving into it, maybe Kate Hudson could do it a bit better. But this then you, was right when she did like how to lose a guy in yeah, 10 days. Yeah. yeah, when she did all the McConaughey ones. But yeah. then I was like, but then you got to put McConaughey in as Jude well, Law that's and then the movie's one. over. I, you could have put McConaughey in there too. Yeah, but you need the there. British accent. Yeah, Wedding Planner McConaughey would have been a, a good fit though. Love okay. love that character. I, other British actors, I don't know, like could Eddie Redmayne play this character? No. No. No, no one's as hot as Jude Law. Hugh Grant can't do it because it's too sappy. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And it's like he's too direct. I mean, the thing about it's like so What about Colin Firth? If he wasn't, oh yeah, he might yeah. have been able to. Yeah, he could do it. Oh, he totally could. Yeah. He definitely has the aloof. He has the aloofness that of uh, like a Hugh Grant, basically. Because like, the thing is, the Jude Law character is like so direct when he's like, "I love you. I'm sorry." <laughs> right. Said, but yeah. but um, Colin Firth did the love actually. Yeah. Really messed up plot line, but where he is just kind of helpless and is immediately like, "I love you." So he could do it. Yeah, that's a good one too. The thing is, just no one's as hot. So that's true. It's true. Good point. It's true. As a a part of that, it's just very, it just really, this movie does not work without Jude Law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really does, actually. He he really does bring it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, Picking nits. There's so many. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amanda, let's go through your list. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Number one. And this is like a, this is a rom com trope for forever, but we would be remiss if we didn't point out. A re- wedding reporter for the Telegraph is owning this picturesque cottage that's on par with uh, the mansion in in Brentwood, that, and, even though it's in Pasadena. Right. I, I don't know. She can't afford this cottage. Also, what's I, her commute like? Either. How's she get into the it office? Says 40, it says 40 minutes. I actually yeah. really appreciated that. Yeah. Interesting. Like the, de- the description is, is just like just 40 minutes outside yeah. of, but yeah. I don't know. I'm not buying it. Okay. Maybe it's the family home because Judah also lives in the area. British people have a lot of family money, though. That was the only reason I might have bought into it. Is sure. It's, yeah. It's... That's true. Great setup for my next question. Okay. Where are these people's families? Oh Where's anyone's right. family? Okay. <laughs> like, everyone is just like, I'm going to go away for Christmas. No yeah, problem. No one cares. I have no parents, no siblings, no one to keep in touch with. Jude Law didn't even know Kate Winslet was gone, but she did just make the plan the night before. It, it was spur of the moment, but I, yeah. yeah. And she did try to tell him. He said that she called. They have no holiday obligations to friends or family <laughs> or any life outside, like, the people that are shown in the movie. I just, I I'm know, very confused. I That's, know. Even, like, Eli Wallach. Just, like, don't you have, like, grandkids or a nephew or a niece? Right. I mean, you know, I guess when you are getting older, he does have some friends, but, you know, but there's just, there's no one. Okay. 
Another related thing. This is a Christmas movie, right? It's called The Holiday. Yes. There's Christmas music. There is a major scene like that happens on Christmas Eve, when, which is when Jack Black finds out that his girlfriend is dating someone else, yes. right? And she's like, do you want some Christmas fettuccine? So we know it's Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day just totally fast forward <laughs> right. through. There was no Christmas celebration. <laughs> they just don't even mention, like the whole movie has Christmas music <laughs> and it's called The Holiday. And the actual holiday is just not a Acknowledged. I have no idea how any of them spent their Christmases. And also in England, Boxing Day, not discussed either. Just total fast forward to New Year's. It is. It's super weird. And also like that no one's like sad or like there's no there's also no Christmas trees. There's like, yeah, no, there is in Jude Law's house. Oh, you're right. That's the only place. And I, I did wonder whether they were trying to make it like broader holiday appeal. They're, like yeah. there's a reason. It, I mean, the holiday is a nice. They did have a Hanukkah dinner. Right. It's, yeah. And it's what British people call vacation. So it's a wordplay. Mm-hmm. But it is also it's not Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's the holiday. Right. But but still, if you're going to have like Christmas Eve. I don't know. Yeah. Why Put not Christmas have Day Christmas in. Day? OK. Right. I got a couple more. OK. What is the vetting process for home swapping? <laughs> you're right. It was like just. Oh. I'm I'm free. They're I, literally my just house is slightly IMing, bigger than yours. Like it's AOL in 1999. <laughs> it, it it honestly reminded me a lot of the lovely you've got mail scenes yeah. when that when Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are yeah. you know so a nice meet cute. I thought it was very sweet. They seem to have a great IM relationship, but there is like no other vetting or checks or even how are we going to swap keys? It was just assumed that because they were both on this house swap right. website that no, neither one of them was going to rip the other person's yeah, house there's, apart. And there's none yeah. of the kind of the behind the scenes, like there's no house cleaning, there's no preparation, there's whatever. Okay. I have another one. Yeah, and, so okay. let's hear it. I, I really, truly don't understand Cameron Diaz's sex life and why that's a plot line in this movie okay. where she's suddenly like, I'm bad at sex. I, yeah, I have that, that as well. What is that? Like, where your long-term boyfriend's like, you're bad at sex, and then you stay together? Like, what is that? And then also, what if he said that, why is she surprised that he was cheating? Like, no offense, but it's just, it's confusing. And it, I don't understand why it's involved. And I also don't understand why Jude Law is, like, affirming her several times afterwards. I mean, that's nice. If you have consensual sex with someone and you've enjoyed it, and tell like, the it other person. Really good. You know, that was as, great. I had like, a nice time. Yeah. But like as a as a rebuke to the other guy, it's not just like this like, was He doesn't great. know what he's talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. more like a follow-up on her comments. Mm-hmm. I just, they say that they haven't had sex in a year. Okay, which I like, I guess sometimes happens in bad relationships. Yeah. I agree that the, then the infidelity, it doesn't really seem to come as much of a surprise to her as you might think, but... Um, it it all flows, but then for her to introduce the fact that for her to believe him, even though number one, she had, they haven't had sex in a year, so what does yeah. he know? And number two, for her to introduce it just before they're having sex, and she's otherwise supposed to be—I think she's supposed to be a competent person—and they have to give her like a thing to make her relatable, you sure. know, like they used to make all the rom-com people fall down or whatever. But number one, that's sexist, and number two, picking "I'm really bad at sex" as th- as the thing to make her so relatable. Weird. So weird. I don't understand. Yeah. It's just—it's a really weird plot point that didn't need to be in the movie. And also just like, it's just strange. Mm-hmm. It's just so out of left field and just really super strange. But you just don't say that to someone. No. <laughs> also, when you, when she's the one who's like, I think we should have sex. Like, just go with yeah. it. Like, if you're saying that, don't yeah. like hedge and be like, sorry, it might be bad. Also, if you're not planning on seeing him ever again, like, don't even say anything. Just have sex. Just go with it. 
It's really baffling to me. Me too. I don't get it. Also, a woman in her position in L.A., even in 2006, if she thought she were bad at sex, would have taken multiple classes, done a lot of reading. This is a solutions-oriented person. She would have found solutions for it. I totally agree. It was so weird. Okay. I have one more. Is great the only adjective that Cameron Diaz's character knows? Literally, the kids are like, look at our magical tent. And she's like, it's so great. What a great day. It's only, there's only one word that she knows and it's great. And it drives me insane. I think, I think part of that is bad writing. Sorry, Nancy. I think the other part of it is she's like bad with her emotions. So she doesn't have like words to put against like happiness. She's clearly not been around children either. Right. So she's just a vapid LA person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But (laughs) they don't lean into that. They just, if she were a vapid LA person, I would get it, but you're supposed to empathize with her. Anyway, bad writing. I agree. I think those are, that's, those are my major issues. (laughs) I have a few more. In 2006, Mm -hmm. why do Jude Law's daughters, who are both under five, I think, five or less, have their own cell phones yes. that they're oh, calling him That's with. a good yeah, one. Yeah, they shouldn't. Carrie, I guess you would, can speak to this. Um, it's 2006, not, and they're under five. No. That would be like they, if my Zoe kids, had It was like phone. 11 or something. Or Are 10. they under they, five? I think at least Once one of them Once my is. kids started playing club sports, that's when they got their phone. Okay. Because then I could communicate with them if they're on the field or whatever, but that's way too young. I mean, they'd have iPads at that age, yeah, but like, not phones. Maybe one of them is like, let's say she's at, what, max seven? Mm-hmm. Like, that's still too young. Even in 2006, when cell phones have only been mainstream for really like five years at right. that point. It's really weird to me. Well, maybe it's because, and this is one of my nitpicks, he was... He just could randomly be out and stay out all night, and his kids would be calling him the next day. And it's like, wait a minute, like, so you just left and you decided to have a late night and stay at Cameron Diaz's house when it's you're so weird. Your kids are home. I guess his, like, he said his parents were with them, his parents. But oh, but yeah, still, he, he did the he did say that they mentioned okay. grandparents I I who you never that. see. Definitely yeah. was too available though. Like he was just very not, available, not like yeah. emotionally, but yeah. like logistically yeah. too available for Cameron Diaz. Yeah, I do wonder if the kids having cell phone things is actually just they introduced a basic error. I think you're supposed to think that they would just be calling from home, but right. you have to have the names in the phone to make the Sophia Olivia reveal mm-hmm. actually work. Right. Yeah. So they just you know it's a they were trying to do it so that it yeah it's unreality. Like, did, it could this, be a woman. It just didn't woman. work. Um, another one that Craig pointed out, Jude Law, very tan in this movie for a man who lives in England. <laughs> He's always tan. In the middle of December. He was in Italy filming Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like eight years Dickie before. forever. <laughs> Way too tan. And on the, con- the, on the topic of the color tan, Caitlin's character wears too many tans. Ugh. Tans, whites, and creams. Like she just took Diane Keaton's wardrobe from Something's Gotta Give and just put it on. And made it more frumpy. More frumpy. It didn't fit her well. Mm -mm. And again, I wasn't sure if that was like supposed to be. And she's got a crazy body. Kate Winslet? Yes. Yeah, she's like hot. Yeah. Yeah. When when she's in the pool in the one piece, you're just like, Oh, that's wow. Kate Winslet. You're yeah. like, oh, this yeah. is old Hollywood yes. glamour. Yeah, of course. It's pretty weird. They make her look so bad, and her wardrobe is, is terrible. Mm-hmm. That feels like just really bad studio notes of, like, th- a, this woman needs to be, quote, relatable to everybody, and so you can't do anything threatening. And so you have to make her look, like, normal. Yeah. Which is lame. It's like the, I don't know, it's like the skimification of— But that's, like, she literally dresses, like— I agree. You know, my mother's 80. I agree. Almost 80, and, like, she would wear that with some of the outfits she wore. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It does, it didn't look good. Um, good. Not enough rain in this movie. Didn't rain once oh, yeah. for all the time in England. It snowed. It snowed, which they did say in the uh, commentary. commentary that snow never even sticks in, Eng- right. in England. So they were they had to keep making it stick. Right. And it 
but it's not common. Right. It's not yeah. at all. Like the last few years when there's been snow, like in London, like the city is like paralyzed. It's way too warm. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. It, yeah. And like, it's like damp. And it's just like, give us the England rain. Where Jude Law still will be hot if it's raining. Make him wet. No problem with that. Like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Give it, it's England. Everyone knows it rains. Can London ask, fog. Can I ask another weather related question? Sure. Do the Santa Ana's really last to December? We're in peak Santa Ana season right now and yeah. it's November. Yeah. And I, do they I often go so. towards Christmas? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think they can happen. They can happen. We're just using sure. that because people don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, I don't know whether this is true or whether they talk about this on the commentary, but they added that in because they had Santa Ana's while filming. Oh, interesting. And oh, so it was the wind was blowing. Yeah, I think that wasn't created wind. That yeah. also was brought in the, up in the, in the commentary. There commentary. we go. Yeah. So much weather. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, any more nits to pick? Mine were like kind of more specific. Please. Like, let's hear them. It bothered me when um, Jasper was like, You've got on that little red bikini yet. You know, the one that unties at the back. Wait a minute! All all little bikinis have a tie in the back. <laughs> I was like, what? That's a great point. You know, really that was, great. That point. was a weird one. Um, also, does she have two red bikinis? One that's a front clasp and one that's a tie in the back. Yeah. Okay. Didn't um, make any sense. The the drive. I already brought that one yeah. up. The drive from the airport that somehow ended up on the PCH. It didn't make oh, any yeah. sense. I think she was. I think they were even going north. So she ends up on the PCH, and then she's on Ocean, I think, and she turns on to San Vicente, but they yeah. put a sunset sign there, and they make yeah. it look like Bel Air. Oh, right? yeah, that's true. But it's Ocean onto San Vicente, and, like, that could have tracked, but they, like, they messed it up. Yeah, something was wrong there. I think they wanted, like, a Beverly Hills looking, or Bel Air looking sign, but mm-hmm. it was, but it was Santa Monica. If and they, she is also, from the airport, I think she's, like, driving south she's from right, Malibu. Yes. Which that's is not is. how you that's would be what coming it was. They from, were coming yeah. south. Which is, you know, the then she's looking at the yes. ocean. I mean, it's a great view. Yeah, it's, it's, beautiful. it's beautiful over there. But Oh, I got one, too. The driver, when she gets to the Cotswolds, will not drive her down to the house. Yes. Which is bizarre. Like, you pay a driver. It was a black car. They'll take you all the way. They never, yeah. they're not, they don't say, oh, yeah, lady in your high heels. You have to walk your suitcase now. down it's this true. mile and a half path. And she almost dies on the way. <laughs> Like, that doesn't happen. Related to this, Carrie, can you confirm, this is from, this is really half-assed trivia, but apparently on the director's commentary or on one of the -the behind-the-scenes commentaries, Cameron Diaz says this is her most physical film because of all the running she has to do, which I think just means, like, up and down with that suitcase. That must be. They must have filmed (laughs) that scene, like, 20 times. I thought that was really funny. I, I can't confirm commitment. it, but I, I'm right. sure that was true. There yeah. also was a lot of, in the interviews, a lot of focusing on Cameron Diaz hitting her head on the beam inside yeah. the house mm-hmm. as like, oh my God, what a funny moment that she handled so well. And it's like, okay, sure. I didn't even think about that scene more than once, but okay. no, no big deal. Um, I had some other notes like this that are like borderline uh, unanswerable questions. Just throw them out now. Okay. Um, does Jude Law leave his glasses at his sister's house? Or does he just travel with them anytime he has a big night out, like assuming he could end up wherever and like we'll have to take out his contacts and needs his glasses the next morning? I mm. sort of assumed that he was like the low-grade glasses wearer, where he's not going from contacts to glasses. Mm. He's either reading wearing glasses, glasses reading glasses, mm-hmm. or, you know, a little bit of help he can get away with. He's a dad. So he's, he's a like dad. 40. Yeah, and they're in the suit, <laughs> they're in the suit pocket. I'm yeah. like gesturing okay. to my blazer right sure. now that no one could see. But yeah, I assume he has them on them because they're like, it's an on-off situation. Just looks so hot in them. My other thing is, I don't think I would let like a complete stranger who just Stay drove over. through my door. No, no. Well, that either. But this, I'm thinking back to Jack Black when he shows up. Oh. 
And he, like, the Santa Ana winds are blowing, and he goes to take something out of Kate Winslet's eyelash. Mm. And he's, like, literally, like, right on her and breathing in her face yeah. and, like, trying to get something out of her eyelash. And I wouldn't—I don't— I mean, I, just, I think I would recoil. Like, what are you doing? I would not be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you really think that Cameron Diaz's two suitcases— was enough for all of the clothes we see her wearing. Keeping in mind, <laughs> no, she, she had like five coats, jackets, a lot, yeah, a lot of <laughs> shoes, a lot of warm weather stuff that's bulky, but also a lot of light layers. Though she is really yeah. doing a lot of like the cashmere. light cashmere, and yeah. that stuff can be pretty compact. I wasn't sure. I was like, I, I was like, this looks like a lot, but then she has these coats and shoes. Shoes are just so bulky, and she had like boots and stuff. So I was, I was worried also, about that. Did she just buy the clothes that she wore over to his house that day? Because. She said there's no men there, right? Yeah. So she wasn't planning on a big night. But I feel she like had she just, like, she only knows how to dress formally. Yeah. Like, either, like, yeah. super, super low-key, like, in her pajamas or, like, dressed up in, like, structured clothing, which, honestly, good but way to go. outfit yeah. was, like, you a nice. holiday outfit. Like, she was wearing, like, a long pencil skirt with, like, this big, thick black belt yeah, with, like, great. rhinestones. Yeah. And, yeah. It, yeah, it was a beautiful top. Yeah. Like, I just— that didn't seem like something I'd bring along on my vacation if I wasn't planning on it didn't make having sense. a big but night out. On the other yeah. hand, she clearly had weird expectations for what she was going to be getting in England. So yeah. whatever. Maybe she packed everything she owns. I also was wondering how Iris gets up to her home if the cab driver wouldn't drive her. Like, how does she drive up there? But whatever. Smaller car? Because yeah. she has a mini because it's, the Cameron Diaz is. Car, yeah, though. she's using her car because they say right. that they exchange cars. I know. It's just like it didn't track with the whole cab thing. I think that that driver is not a five star rating, <laughs> is what <laughs> we've come down to. That's what it is. Um, best quote. I'm going to be oh, honest. I know it. Oh, oh all right. It? Go. You don't think there is one? No, I, I don't have a lot of options. It's, it's the one where he says, where um, Arthur says, Iris, in the movies, we have leading ladies and we have the best friend. You, I, I can tell, are a leading lady. But for some reason, you're behaving like the best friend. <sighs> you're so right. You're right. That's that good. Is the, that, that, that is the, the best, best one. one. You're yeah. correct. I think the runner-up is when the Santa Ana's blow. Anything all, bets can, all bets are off. Anything can happen. Yeah, Santa Ana's. Pardon? The wind. It's what makes it so warm this time of year. Legend has it, when the Santa Ana's blow, all bets are off. Anything can happen. I also liked when Cameron Diaz says we should probably have sex if you want to, and Jude Law says. Is that a trick question? I'm actually serious. <laughs> that's, like, actually funny, and I feel like it's, like, a weird thing to say. Yeah. So, But you're right, Carrie. That's definitely it. Um, could this be remade as a 10-episode Netflix show? Yes. yes. 100%. Hell do yes. it right now. Let's I, go. I'm in. Uh, completely. I want to know what happens. I want to see her and Jack Black break up because you know that's going to happen. Totally. How yeah. long do you think they last? Like two months? I was going to say like five months. All right. Oh, so you guys think that they are the ones that break up, but yeah. Jude Law and Cameron Diaz has have a future together? This was one of my unanswerable <laughs> questions. Cameron Diaz's character, Amanda, as a stepmom, go. Oh. I can't imagine yeah. no, I, okay. I just can't there imagine it. She would put right. them in really cute clothes. <laughs> <laughs> she would try really hard and it just wouldn't work out. Yeah. This is so great. Yeah. No. <laughs> really, really tough. Any other unanswerable questions? But that would be part of it, though. Then she'd it'd be her, like, getting over the humps of being trying to be like a I feel like she'd mom. move to England and she would be she like, would. what the fuck did I do? And then she'd have to work through it. Okay. And you think she would work through it rather than getting on the first plane home and... 
um, living back in her beautiful house. With I think her, she like, might. With her extremely she high profile She wasn't happy career. there, though. That was the point. Yeah, yeah, I think she might. Okay. She already had the chance once to leave, and she came back. Right. We didn't talk about... Another nitpick was how they all just... They have, like, pretty involved jobs, and I understand it's the holidays, but... They just drop everything and you never hear from Katherine Hahn or John Krasinski or any of the trailer yeah. people ever again. She's like, I They're run like, my own business done. until I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's like quasi-believable. LA does shut down from like middle of December it to is New very Year's. True. It is very true. For, but for but for a reporter, it's definitely harder. Yeah. For for especially a society especially reporter. Especially with, yeah. with all the people who yeah. like get married on Christmas Eve. And like Eve. parties and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas parties, New Year's parties. Yeah. That's definitely less believable to me. Okay. Um, who won the movie? Jude Law. Jude Law, right? Jude Law. Yeah. I mean, it's just a resounding, man, that guy's so hot, it carries the movie. I mean, it's it's tough, but true. It is, yeah. There's... As you said, this movie doesn't work without him. Yeah, no other answer. It's just so great. And yet it still has Apex Mountain. How wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a great holiday movie. I certainly feel like I'm in the holiday spirit now. Me too. Yeah. Listen to some Christmas music. It's getting chilly here. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Manny Dobbins. Carrie Simmons. Um, we'll be back next week. Well, the three of us won't be, but the rewatchables will be. Thanks for listening. Thanks.